and welcome to the Diagnosis Infertility Podcast, where tears, encouragement, and laughter will fill your soul. My name is Andrea, and my medical chart reads infertility, but I prefer to think of myself as an IVF warrior, because even though I now have two little humans in my house, that diagnosis not only has stayed on my medical chart, but continues to drive who I am. And when I was in the thick of it, it controlled who I was. I hated my body. I did not take care of myself. My mindset was totally off and I obsessed about getting pregnant. And maybe you can connect with that too. If so, this podcast is for you. Here, it's all about real talk and giving you validation in that annoyingly real and raw emotion through this journey. As a health and life coach, I not only want to share my journey, but set you up with success as you navigate your own fertility struggles. Buckle up, lady, because here we go. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Andrea, your IVF super warrior host, and here is my husband, Mark. How's it going, folks? Uh, Mark is our totally level-headed, say-the-right-thing-don't bottle things up guest host it's not quite accurate but i'll take it (laughs) which is why we're here today right i wanted to have a male's point of view on infertility and what better that's our dog kona you can probably hear her sniffing in the background but um i wanted to have a male's point of view on infertility and what better person to come on than my yeah baby making partner yeah Along, I mean, with, along with a doctor, but... And like an embryologist yep. and a couple nurses. Yep. Okay, so uh, let's chat about our week. How was how your week, Mark? Well, my week is going well. Um, I'm going to be golfing later today, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, I got the kids. Yeah. Um, work, work is going really well. I'm uh, loving what I do. Good. Yeah. I love what I do, too. Which is why we're here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what we're going to talk about right away, let's dive in. Our takeaway today that Mark and I have felt together is that it's okay to feel and talk about your feelings and not so much bottle things up because Mark will get into this, but I for sure bottle things up and I don't like to talk about things and I definitely like to internalize things. Another and, another takeaway would be don't be an a-hole. Yeah, which is the which is the name of this episode. Don't be an ass. Um but yeah, tell me a little bit more Mark about why you decided this to be the takeaway. You know, <clears throat> looking back at at our journey, um you were going through certain emotions. I was obviously going through emotions as well. One of the toughest things for me was wanting to share what I was dealing with because I felt like a failure. Um, even though yeah. the uh, you know doctors, the urologists, I mean, you're you're being screened for everything and tested, and I mean, you know, they're poking and prodding and whatever else. Um, it's uh, it's nerve wracking. Um, but at the end of the day, even though the doc said there's really nothing wrong with the two of us, per se, there might be enough wrong with both of us that we need help getting pregnant. And so in my mind, I viewed myself as a failure. Um, 
that actually makes me a little emotional because like that's how I viewed myself and I had no idea that that's how Mark viewed his self. So this is the first time we've actually talked about this people. Um, we, we have not gone in depth a ton. I mean, we talked about our kids, right? Because they're awesome, but actually going through the process. Um, the reason why don't be an a-hole is, is there <laughs> is I'm going to take us back to our sixth try of um, IUI. After our sixth IUI appointment, you know, we were excited, we were nervous, we were hopeful, and pregnancy test came, and it was negative. And you started crying, and I'll never forget what I had said, and I apologize profusely. This is the first time. I, no, I, I'm no, pretty we've, sure. I, we've I've, talked in um, before but, this. But anyway, um, you're crying, and I'm just stone cold. And I say to you, well, what did you expect? Didn't work the first five times. Why is it going to work this time? And then I walked away. Yes, and that completely destroyed me on multiple levels because I was grieving the loss of, you know, a positive pregnancy test. I was grieving the loss of getting pregnant naturally. And then I felt like I started to grieve the loss of the support of my husband. Um, And that's when I really, truly felt like, am I doing infertility alone? And I felt that, I think, more so right then. And so, Mark, I want to talk, I want you to talk a little bit more about is that the point where you started to bottle things up or did you stop wanting to try because of the failures or just tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. So talking about that a little bit after, after the third or fourth time, I mean, you're trying naturally, right? And, and I know, um, I am a listener to your podcast. Um, so just throwing that out there. And, um, when we were trying to have kids, I know you'd mentioned this earlier, but when my grandma had, <laughs> had mentioned, um, set an alarm for seven o'clock to have sex. You know, I thought, man, is, is this what trying to conceive is like? I mean, do I want kids? Right. I mean, it was, it was to the point where when we started doctoring, I, I was so frustrated that it wasn't working and I didn't really know what the next step was. Um, even though the doctors told us what the next steps were, I didn't know if I wanted kids at the time um, because I was a failure. And I thought, well, if I'm failing at this, I know I'm going to be an awesome dad, but what if I fail at that? Mm. What if I fail at other areas of my mm. life? Um, and so I just started to internalize everything. And, and for those of you that know me, um, you know that I love sharing. Um, I share a lot. Uh, I, I do keep secrets, um, but mostly feeling secrets. It yes. turns out. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't want to share with anybody. I mean, you know, nobody that I really knew from a male's perspective was going through it. And so number one, I didn't have, didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to, even though I know full well that, you know, I had buddies who, who would make comments, um, you know, or, in, or maybe not comments, but were asking me how I was doing. Um, but they couldn't grasp what I was going through. And so I just decided it's going to be easier to bottle everything up. Right. And I feel like, um, now tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like if you would have mentioned this to me in the thick of it, right, when I so desperately wanted kids and, and really probably at my lowest point, I feel like if you would have mentioned this to me, I maybe would have taken it the wrong way too, because I don't know if I was at a point to hear that you wanted to stop trying. 
Right. I mean, so. Yeah, you you had your mindset that we were going to get pregnant and it didn't matter how, but that was going to happen. Um, and while we were going through it, you know, you had brought up at one point in time adoption too, right? I mean, so fast forward even further when, you know, the, I, the IUI stopped and adoption was kind of out there, I just said, no, I don't want kids unless they're my own. Yeah, and I think we identified on that pretty quickly. Um, no, no, I, I do have friends who, who have adopted children and, you know, God bless them for doing it. I, you know, I just never felt called to that at, at that point in time. Not to say that I, I couldn't have gotten there, but at the time, right. in my mind, I was still a failure. And so why would I go through the heartache of that too? Right. And so let me rewind a little bit to the conversation we were having about, like, if you would have told me what you were truly feeling at that time where I was like, dead set on having kids and you were maybe putting on the brakes a little bit because you were feeling like a failure. I want to encourage, well, both parties in this situation, because I feel like if we were able to sit down and have a true conversation, like I would encourage women now to be open to what your spouse is feeling. Cause Mark, you want kids. You wanted kids. Yes, absolutely. 100%. It was just, that was, that was your part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. After failing so many times, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd already covered that earlier, but yeah, I, I just didn't know what the next step was. And I, not only, I, I was scared too. I mean, not only did I want, feel like a failure at the time, I was scared that what happens if it does work. So if we can <clears throat> rewind back to then us, <laughs> whatever that was, yeah. if we could rewind back to then us, what do you think like the conversation starters could have been or would have been to help us connect and navigate that differently? Because, okay, pin that, mm-hmm. hold that thought. Yep. Because right now I'm in therapy and then it's kind of trickling into us debriefing things, but like infertility messed me up. Mm-hmm. And I want to say maybe messed you up a little bit too, um, because like, I'm still like, we have our babes and I'm still navigating through the crap, right? People announce their pregnancy and they're like, I got pregnant naturally. And I'm still like, oh, frick. Well, honey, we we still have sex. (laughs) Mom, don't listen to this episode. (laughs) Uh, We just don't have to worry about getting knocked up. uh, No, we don't. Um. I don't even know what my train of thought was. Oh, okay. Let's go back to that. What let's unpin, unpin that question I had asked you earlier. I was like, what do you think the conversation starters could have been for us to navigate this differently? Well, first of all, um, for the, for the gentlemen, if there are any gentlemen out there listening and going through this, um, open up. I did not. I will tell you, it's easier said than done, right? So learning from my mistake, one thing that I didn't do was open up to Andrea. Um, So if you are not opening up to your spouse, really consider doing that. And and if you're struggling to do that, find, find out the reason why and dive into that. I mean, doesn't mean going to therapy, doesn't mean... Um, you know, talking to a buddy to get, you know, kind of revved up to, to have that conversation. But the, the biggest thing for me was I needed to open my own mind up to allow you and I to have that conversation. Um, going back to that comment that I'd made, you know, what'd you expect? 
I mean, I, I shut the door and I didn't shut it. I slammed it and I dead bolted it shut. Yeah. Yes, you did. You did slam that door shut. So Mark, so from my perspective, what are some things I could have said to you to help you open up more? Because I know we, we've tried to talk about it, but I don't know, ladies, men, um, if you're like this, but a lot of times I'll be like, honey, what's wrong? Nothing. Oh. And there's something wrong. And so, right. So I ask you what's wrong and you say nothing. So what's something I could have done for you to help you feel like I was a safe place to share like what you were truly, truly feeling in this time? I mean, that's a loaded question. Um, you know, just saying what you said right now and saying, you know, just not beg, but say, you know, please t- tell me how you're feeling. Um, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Maybe even if you started, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Uh, you know, that that may, you know, open, you know, have me crack open that door a little bit more. Right. And I feel like there's something about saying that I'm safe. Like, I want your feelings. I'll hold your feelings. Uh, there's something something to that too. And I know for me, a lot of the times it's hindsight. I'm not always sure how I'm feeling in the moment. And so for me, I like to journal and get it out and talk and process, but I also like people to call me on my crap. And so, um, too, I think if we would have opened up together and you to challenge me on how I felt, because sometimes I like to say, I feel like, oh, it doesn't bother me that much. And you probably would have been like, no, it does. Mm -hmm. It does bother you. So, okay. So saying something like that. um, And now, so that's advice for how to get the conversation rolling. So now do you have any advice for anyone if they're getting asked all these questions or their, their significant other or their spouse is trying to get more out of them? You know, you know, take it slow. You know, one of the things that, that I would have had a hard time with you know, looking back at it now is, you know, completely opening the book and giving you a cliff, cliff notes version of my entire story or my entire feelings, as opposed to reading a page at a time or a chapter at a time. That is so freaking good. And I even picture us. So like right now, guys, one of our favorite things to do is I love peanut butter whiskey. It's not a secret. Um, Mark loves an old fashioned or some scotch or Mm -hmm. I don't even know anymore. Um, Anyway, but we love to like just get our little nightcap and we love to just sit and talk and chat. And so I listen to music, you know, ranging from country to 70s to you name it. But put put the music on on the, you know, on the speakers, put it down kind of low so we can hear a conversation going. Um, and we just sit and chat. We do. And what it, I want it all it all stemmed from when we lived at. Sorry, interrupting you. <laughs> I just totally rolled my eyes. I am. Continue, babe. I was going to say, I think it all stemmed when we were living in Grafton watching the snow. When, yes, yes. Uh, when we uh, were hunkered down in a basement living Grafton, at my living at my grandma's while we were figuring life out. Um, you know, some people live at their parents. You know, we lived at my grandma's. Okay, so going back to the conversation that we were having here. Sorry. Um, 
we, what I liked was that analogy you gave because, so what we like to do is we like to sit and have our little drink, not every night, but a lot of nights. And it's just like opening up a book, Mm -hmm. right? You can't read the whole book in one sitting. You Mm -hmm. open it up here and there, um, day after day, time after time. And that's a little bit what I feel like you're saying is that if we would have sat down then, and I don't think the whole conversation needs to be about that, but Mm -hmm. maybe you, you touch on it. You just sprinkle that in a little bit and then continue to talk about, we love to talk about our hopes and dreams and where we think our businesses are going to go. You know, looking, looking back four months, you know, when I took the, took a chance on this new job, and you brought up that you wanted to create this business to help women, women dealing with infertility or wanting to get pregnant. You had said that a year ago, you couldn't have brought it up to me, but fast forward to March, I think is when it was that you said, Hey, I have this crazy idea. And I said, I love it. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He totally did. But, but it all stemmed from us being, you know, being more open than we were, you know, 10 years ago. 100%. And that I do think came from our nightly reading, if you will, right? We mm-hmm. just sat down and we built that consistent habit of truly connecting. And so one thing I remember when I was trying to conceive was I wouldn't like allow myself to have any drinks or do anything fun like that. And I couldn't eat edamame or sit in a hot oh tub. Oh my gosh. That was we awful. should totally have an episode on all the shit I wouldn't let you do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. No, I will. Different. Pin it, babe. Got it. Hold that thought. Um, so I wouldn't let myself have any drinks or enjoy. And whatever. You don't have to have drinks. Mark and I love a cocktail. We like to be responsible about it. I love edamame. And he loves edamame. But grab some tea, grab some coffee, grab a sparkling water. Who cares? But what we're getting at is and like... Sit, and sit in the hot tub once. Just once. Build Sorry. that connection with each other, right? Because that's what's really going to help us or really going to help you to talk about those feelings and maybe not bottle things up so much. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think... Is there anything else you would want to share? You know, if I'm going to be a, a recurring guest on this podcast and we're going to be talking about what you won't let me or wouldn't let me do <laughs> next time, um, I don't think I want to share anything right now. <laughs> okay. I, I kid. No, um, just just be as open as you possibly can. And like I said, you know, take it a page at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Take it a page at a time. I love that, babe. I'm a philosopher, honey. You are. And you look so nice today. You have your blue shirt on and it matches your blue eyes. Mm. It it does. What are you you doing after this? (laughs) Thank you for pressing play today. If you found value in today's episode or feel that someone in your life could use a burst, share this episode on social media. Don't forget to tag me in it so I can give you a shout out. Or send it to your husband, a friend, or even your mom right now. Sometimes we need to share what resonates with us so other people can understand too. And remember, maybe it's time to stop being afraid of what can go wrong and start being excited about what can go right. You've got this. You are doing a great job. Until next time.